Welcome to We Call It Soccer Podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Caleb. And I'm Colin. This week, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar jumps in MLS talk. Phoenix fans fling beer on the pitch. And Zlatan slams SKC into the ground. <laughs> Guys, when I woke up this morning, my Mad Lib the previous night hadn't been MLS article written for The Guardian on the Iron Front controversy by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The wasn't? last part of that is very strange. Right. I mean, I guess the other stuff is kind of more expected. It yeah, kind of like, just gets a little bit more unexpected as you go through that yeah. sentence. But I, I wanted to ask you... If you could have NBA legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar write about something in your life, what would it be? I feel like he would be fairly well qualified to write something about the need for a public takeover of the healthcare industry. Okay, I should make the point. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a very serious guy who's made some really great activist stands over the years. He's been... Fantastic. Now that being said, let's not go with the serious stuff. No, I, I'm I'm saying like someone that that would tell me that my job is terrible and is is terribly sad and oh, does yeah. evil things in the world. See, I was gonna which say I I fully endorse. I, I was gonna say picking out sunglasses <laughs> that don't fall off your head as you play an entire basketball game. Or why or would you wear sunglasses? Protective eyewear. Yeah, protective eyewear. Yeah, okay. I mean like I understand that you wear your sunglasses at night, but you wear them on the basketball court too. Yeah, of course. You know, that's why I'm not well, very he good playing, at it. He was playing at night. There so, I mean, yeah. it was the, the Showtime Lakers in the 80s. <laughs> so, what about you, Caleb? Um, how to tow pilot an, an, an airplane. I think. You've been doing that recently? No, but I don't think I want to. Yeah, but and Kareem Abdul Jabbar could help you. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's in that documentary. Yes. Right, yes. Airplane, the documentary. Yeah. Right. Some yeah. parts of that movie have aged very badly. Oh my god, yes. Uh yeah, yeah. Um that was that was pretty also by the way, I should touch on the fact that um when I first heard about this whole Shane Gillis controversy in SNL, I was like, Oh, I wonder how long ago he said these offensive things that I've heard about him saying. It's like, oh September twenty eighteen. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Bye. Yeah. Like that's not even old enough to have aged poorly. No, that's just poor. Uh, you know, so that's yeah, not very good for him. Bye bye. Uh, but uh, Bowen Yang is hilarious. He's been on a lot of podcasts to listen to, and he is one of the funniest guys I've ever heard. Played Kim Jong Un in one of my favorite sketches from last year, where Sandra Oh was playing his interpreter to Vladimir Putin, played by I forget. Anyway, it's it's all this. It's this, it's a great sketch. It was one of their better. I think it was a cold open last year. Yeah, Putin's usually back Bennett. Yeah, right, back right, right. It, It's Lacro, great. Lacrosse, bro. That, that that whole sketch was fantastic. And when Bonyang comes in, it's phenomenal. Uh, so I'm really excited to see him on the show. All right, moving on to the soccer though. Let's move into a segment that we call the championship. But the championship is a game. He's back. Producer Nick is back this week, and we've got him. Saying his trademark catchphrase uh, for Producer us. Nick Moore. Right. Yeah. Right. Together yeah. more. Mar- happily married. Uh, Such a cute hashtag, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, also, I like that your wedding was really ultra. Like, there was, you know, oak leaves everywhere with, like, their initials in them all around the v- wedding venue. And I was like, yo, this is fantastic. I want to fight somebody. Well, it didn't help that you were wearing um, a black bandana and... Where yelling to a microphone the entire time. Right, right. Yeah. Also, I thought it was kind of weird when um, Fallon pulled the, her, the scarf over her face, lit up a smoke bomb, threw it in, and then started firing pyro into the crowd. That was kind of awkward. <laughs> it's well, funny because oh, well, the, the Rude Sandstorm yeah. played. Yeah. yeah. It, as an actual thing that happened, that smoke machine in there was really loud. Like It, it scared me the like first it, time. I was like, are we getting gassed or something? Nope, nope, it's just the smoke machine. Cool. Do you, do you think your friends gas are gonna gas you at like the weddings that you go to? I don't remember the freaky shit they're into. <laughs> unconscious crowds? No, unconscious like to be some semi conscious, maybe. Or, okay. I don't know. I, you know what what occurs to me? I didn't actually say 
Is it a game? Is it a league? No, it was a segment where we discussed gassing wedding audiences, apparently. Or like America's... Just like, you know, loosen everyone up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Apparently, you guys have lived far more fun lives than I have. So let's talk about America's Division One soccer leagues. Yeah, but, you square. Yeah. Let's, let's start. Yeah, I don't want to put up with that. Let's start with the <laughs> NWSL. Chicago beat Orlando midweek 1-0. Katie Johnson getting sent off for Chicago after getting a second yellow card, but Casey Short scoring in the 95th minute. That's kind of late. Kind of late. That's that's what you call a late winner. Yeah, I yes, think indeed. so. Is that is that it? Okay, I lost a clarification every time now. I just want to make sure. I don't know, do you yeah. think they scored too early? Yeah, no, I don't think so, yeah. Houston played the Utah Royals. Houston getting the 2-1 win. Sofia Huerta getting those two goals. One of them off the underside of the crossbar. That for some reason, the commentators thought they were checking for whether or not it went over the goal line. It was it, in the it, side netting. Yeah. It was like it, in the yeah, back it of the hit goal. The and they're corner like, back. Did it cross the line? It's like, no, mm. they, they were checking for offside and it wasn't offside. Right. Like, goal line technology is a separate thing, as we'll find out later. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Gunilder Young's daughter got the lone goal for Utah. Great yeah, name. put her middle name in there specifically so that you, it would have more syllables in that name than it already did. <laughs> Great name. Gunhilder Ursa John's daughter. See, John's daughter. How dare you? What? I'm American. <laughs> I don't have to pronounce things correctly. He's, he's not us there. Yeah, that is part of the oath. So yeah, okay. All right, let's 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 move on to uh Portland versus North Carolina. And some conversation in the past weeks like North Carolina, last year's champions. Oh, do they still have it? Are they gonna or are the Thorns are making a pretty big run for best team in NWSL this year? You know, they're kinda making a run to the top of the points table. Six nil North Carolina on the road. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh how about them Thorns? Um not very good for uh, Portland. No. No, typically when you have six goals scored against you, it's not. I mean, yeah. it's better than seven. True, as we'll find out later as well. So uh, many teasers tonight. Uh, Dabinia started the scoring in the 15th minute. Uh, Just McDonald with a very nice dummy to lay it off for her. Lynn Williams gets a hat track, according to the commentators. Um, <laughs> just on their best. On their best. This week, I'm, I'm telling you, just yeah. fantastic. Yeah, um, 20th, 23rd, and 61st minutes there. Uh, Crystal Dunn also scored on a cross that bounced right in front of 80 French. At that point, the children are like, "Stop! Stop! They're already dead." But and then Kristen Hamilton proceeded to chip 80 French from the six-yard box. At, at that point, the sure 80 French is like, "Fuck it, and the damage, and the yeah. damage. I don't care anymore." Right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was uh, not a good day for her. Speaking of Adriana Franch and um, the incident in Utah, uh, what is it, two weeks ago now, uh, where there were some racial slurs used, NWSL put out a very strong statement saying the individual in question who had used said slurs and shouted them has been identified and banned for life. So, well done. They found them and did the right thing. And made a direct statement about it instead of... Having some reporter get a leak that he had to then follow up like MLS did with the Nazis in New York City, which we'll also talk about in just a little bit. And speaking of scoring six goals, the third scored six goals again against Orlando. Six one. And twice in three days, he scored six goals. That's 12 in three days. Yeah. I hope someone put a bet on them on like each goal the Courage scored to get some money. Is that kind of bet you can make? I don't think you can do that. Um, it's really just well, over and unders, isn't it? No, depending on depending on the website, you could possibly have gotten some odds on the amount of goals scored by North Carolina. But you wouldn't get like, he, money for each goal score to be like over well, under. Yeah, so you'd yeah, like, like, fifty cents on twelve 5. goals. No, no, like you would have placed a bet saying they would score six goals and it would be like a progressively higher bet amount or like a higher payout amount for ah. each goal scored because oh, I see that's that's how betting probabilities work. Can't wait for sports betting to become a thing in American soccer. I can lose all my money. You realize that sports betting is legal an hour and a half away from here. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Iowa. Really? Yeah. If they need to go to yeah, Iowa. Exactly. I was about to say, like, eh. And you trust know. me, as someone who's born there, I've never been back. Okay. So. Hey, you can drive through Albert Lee, Minnesota, stop at the B&B Cafe, get some awesome pancakes, 
and then place your sports bets. Not a big pantage now, honestly. Okay, I'm just wrong. A lot of, it, lot of controversial opinions. Waffles. Waffles are better. Washington I think Spirit. they do have waffles and they're good. Oh, they're good. Washington Spirit hosting Rain FC <laughs> at Audi Field. Uh, good to see them playing at Audi Field uh, instead of the Maryland Soccerplex. And uh, 2-2, the final score at at uh, at this game. and 1-1 um, until uh, the 90th minute. <laughs> when Chloe Lagarzo scores an incredibly well-placed shot. I mean... Like that kind of shot in the 90th minute, that's a winner 99 uh, times out of 100. No, oh, God, no, she is that our owner's music? She scored too early. Yeah. Onamanu yeah. gets the 92nd minute equalizer for the Rain FC. And that was after the Rain almost scored in the 91st minute. Like, credit to them for a really spirited comeback after what should have been just an arrow to the heart. Did you mean to say spirited there? Nice. I like that. Just say yes. Onamanu, though, putting that goal past Audrey Bledsoe, who was looking at it being like, what is life? Why did this have to happen? Blood, no! And uh, Sky Blues then played Chicago. Uh, Chicago putting three goals past Sky Blues because, you know, how many times the Sky Blues need this lesson taught to them? It just that's kind of how well, the the season yeah. seems to be. Well, the Sky Blues have beaten Chicago twice this year. Yeah, this is Chicago's first win over Sky Blue at in New Jersey, right? Yes, it so it makes no sense. This world makes no sense. I yeah, don't know what, like Sky Blues are finally playing like Sky Blues against Chicago. That's the crazy story. About all three this. goals were extremely well worked and easy for Chicago to finish. North Carolina Courage played the Houston Dash as we were doing our notes tonight and uh, got the winner, the Courage did, off a penalty in the 87th minute because 12 goals apparently enough for the Courage. So they kind of shut up shop for a little while and I mean, finally it, got saved yeah, at the end. By like it, it, it wasn't enough. They needed the 13th. to. Yeah, but that, that's kind of like, you know, a penalty is They, they didn't need like, 18, though. Yeah, they just needed the one. That's true. Right. All right, let's talk about MLS now. Midweek. Oh, um, one really quick, huge NWSL piece of news. Alex Morgan shut down for the rest of the year with ah, a yes. uh, patellar stress fracture. Um, that sounds painful. Yeah, it it certainly does. And she, apparently she's been playing through it all this time. Uh, she didn't have my left knee tab. My right knee tab is already on the Tristan Yelich. So. Uh, well, um. I should also mention at this point that if you were listening to Oprah in the mid-2000s and you happened to hear the episode about The Secret and decided to try it out for your own life, you already know that it's going to be really good things happen to you just as they did for the NWSL because, um, as we found out this week, Secret Deodorant has bought a large quantity of tickets to NWSL games um, 9,000 tickets to NWSL games, 1,000 for nine games each, or 1,000 each for nine games, and they're giving out free to the community groups to try and introduce people to the league. So kind of phenomenal news for the NWSL, uh, very cool sponsorship deal from Secret Deodorant, so good for them. I had no idea where you're going with that, you started out with Oprah. I had no idea. The secret! I, I had, yeah, um, you, you got there eventually. I wasn't my mother in the 90s, I was me. Mid two thousands. I wasn't my mother then either. Okay, all right. Yeah. It has a little wax seal. It's kind of like the Maker's Mark logo, except on a book with like bright stuff, and and also gibberish nonsense inside. I don't think yeah. my mom ever did that, but she watched Oprah every single day. Yeah, uh, the secret was a scam. Yeah, so Oprah was into some weird shit. Yeah, this is not Oprah Test. Welcome to Oprah Test. Um, we talk about all Oprah all the time. No, 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 no. No? You know, I lived in Chicago and Oprah filmed the last episode there on Michigan Avenue. That's kind of weird. Like, just blocking off one of the busiest streets in the city for a TV show. Uh, her, All day. Her, yeah, her studio was in Chicago. You didn't... No, you I didn't know really? that, but she did it, like, on the street oh. in Michigan oh. Avenue. She blocked... Uh, like, I had to get from one end of Chicago to the other... And the bus well, that, that took me there was through Michigan Avenue, but all the buses were rerouted that day, and I had to go underneath the, the. I had to like climb into the what is it, lower whacker or whatever, just to kind of avoid the whole ruckus there. Actually, if you watch the last episode of Oprah, you can see Notch like climbing through the background, like like looking around, like what the hell yeah, is going yeah, on? Yeah, my like, claim to fame. Like Sasquatch. If you like zoom in, it's a little blurry, but you can see 
notch in the background. So, uh, <sighs> speaking of claims to fame, uh, Toronto's claim to fame was their atrocious uh, record last year. And, you know, the fact that they won the MLS Cup before that. But uh, mostly their atrocious record last year. But they seem to be in the playoff picture. And their week started not so great with a 1-1 draw against New York City. At least they didn't lose. New York City being top in the East. So, I guess the draw is good for them. Yeah, I mean, on the road in a baseball stadium it's, it's a difficult environment to play in and yeah. Matriza scores an incredible free kick goal uh commentator calls true class i agree 30 minutes later new york city fc concede a penalty as altredo is brought down with a shirt pull and it gets knocked in yep and uh, toronto are definitely looking back on the upswing uh guys we have to ask it yet again are Colorado the greatest team in the history of MLS? That's not the question, Colin. Um, <laughs> are Colorado good? Apparently. Apparently? Apparently, they're not the greatest in the MLS. Wait. Are we sure back, about back that? To that. Are, back to your question. Are they? They might be. With, you are know, they the best in MLS? The post-Anthony Hudson Colorado <laughs> Rapids are, are getting darn close. 2-1 win over the Galaxy. Um some some late drama in this one. Um, Carlos Pavone almost got sent off for a corner flag tussle in the 95th. And then shortly afterwards, Ralph Felcher got either a boot or a shin to the head in the box which, after a VAR review, no penalty. Which is funny. Any, any review or thing that goes against the Galaxy... In either in the lead or in any games, I'm all for. I don't care if it's wrong. I I just uh, I'm kind of hoping that that when they that they had given Pavone a red card and made it out to Carlos Pavone, so that Christian Pavone could be like, actually, I'm here, not him, not you my know evil what? brother. You know, you know what, Notch? <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> I will gladly confuse Christian Pavone with Carlos Pavone any day of the week. Who was the guy that we made an evil brother for, or the Jake Childcraft made oh, an evil brother for? Oh, man. Shit. It was someone for Atlanta, I think. Yeah. No, no, it was that guy who, Benedetti. Oh, oh yeah. Was yeah. Shit. Remember him? Uh, I know. He's so much worse than Chaton. I've blocked that out. <laughs> RSL beat San Jose 1 0 with a Cryolock header to go into this weekend on an upswing, only to come up against Minnesota. Speaking of the upswing in that, uh, Brian Dunseth, his goal call after that included saying that Demir Krylock got up to that quote, he rose up like a salmon. Brian Dunseth is awesome. Isn't isn't that's that, great. That's, the, a, that's a great call. Don't the salmon rise because they are put into that big tube that then fires them over a mountain? <laughs> that like you guys have seen this? I, I saw the, the fish tannin that yeah. we built over some dam in somewhere, but. Yeah, well, the yeah, fish have to go up, upstream. They're swimming upstream to jump, and they're jumping to spawn. So yeah. Carlot jumped up to store. Hey! hey. Nice. <laughs> I like that. I like that very much. Hey, let's go to our special sub-segment, Don't Look Back in Anger. In this segment, we discuss Minnesota United FC and look forward, only forward, and a little bit back, too. So, um, Houston, Minnesota, midweek, less we talk about this game, probably the better. Not great when, um, I mean, have we ever seen a really good team go against a bad team and then the bad team does so much so cool tiki-taka and beats the really good team? Like, I have, I, wait a minute, no, we saw that again this weekend too, didn't we? Uh, yeah. North, yeah. North, North Man. Yeah. City. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was the I reference got, I was going I, for, guys. I got there. I got there eventually. So wait. Come on, man. Are, are you trying to call Minnesota United Man City? Yes. <laughs> I did because we, we've got because a wonder wall afterwards. Everyone's like, no, it's done. What are you, Man City? Yes. Yes, yes we, we are. are. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, coach of the year, Adrian Heath. Um, Houston scoring two goals in this game. Adrian Guardiola. <laughs> <laughs> More like Adrian Fraudiel. <laughs> let's, let's, you know, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I want to engage that in a second. Let, I'll ask yeah, you a question. We'll, about we'll that. talk about it. Like, Man- Manoras and uh, Christian Ramirez getting Who? the two goals. Yeah, exactly. A um, l- lot of uh, bile spewed on Twitter after that happened. And really? uh, the Ramirez goal, four passes within the span of maybe 
10 seconds getting the ball to Ramirez in the box from the halfway line and he scores. Yeah. Oops. Um, Why did Christian Ramirez have to feel bad about celebrating a goal? Because people suck. Also, I celebrated his goal. <laughs> I'm like, I'm honest, I, there I were probably my... five people that sucked and everyone else celebrating his goal as Minnesota United. Fans. So my first reaction after Marwin Otis scores was, that Ramirez? Oh, now I feel bad. It wasn't. And then oh, Ramirez man. started went, ah, nice. But also, also, there it man. is. Let's, let's remind you that Miguel Ibarra sat this game, not even on the bench, in the crowd, because he wasn't even the 18. Um, who, people who were not just on the team, but on the pitch were Jan Gregish and... Um, um, Robin Lude came in as a sub. He was on the bench. Um, um, Hassani Dotson, Mason, Mason, Toy, Mason Toy, Toy, all who had just returned from their international duty and were pretty tired. Yeah. And Kevin Molina uh, would have been in had he not no. apparently uh, had some sort of terrible intestinal bug. And now Dre just didn't. He played maybe four minutes across the two friendlies or not European Nations yeah. League games. Or no, uh, uh, Robin, Euro qualifiers. I don't. Whatever. It yeah, was. it doesn't matter for me. I'm not European. Uh, I'm American. Goddammit. Call it <laughs> soccer. Robin Lude played all 90 minutes in both games. He played 180 minutes the week before and came back as a sub. Like, give the man a rest. Like, no, 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 no. We play him in a really humid, hot environment. Yeah, that's, this isn't that's like, oh, I really fine. want Midi to play. No, it's like, Robin Lude needs some rest. He's probably jet lagged. He just played 180 minutes. I think one of the games was home. One was away, maybe. One I don't really was know. away still, in Italy. He, he needs to rest. We, we should also, at this point, before we go off too far on a tangent, talk about the fact that Minnesota United did defeat Real Salt Lake 3-1. Uh, I will mention, we, we spent a lot of time on it on last week, so I don't want to talk about it in terrible amounts of detail, but uh, there were Iron Front protests at the Wonderwall. Uh, I was not at this game, so I haven't actually watched any of this except the highlights. So you guys are going to have to help me out on this one. 3-1 win against RSL. Um When we beat LAFC, Matt Doyle called this the Mason Toy... Going, fuck this, I'm getting this team to the playoffs. This was Darwin's game yeah. for that. Fuck this, I'm getting this to the playoffs. This was an amazing performance by him. And he does this thing where he... I'm not convinced he's the best dribbler in the world. He just has, like, a horseshoe shoved into his boots. Because he almost fumbled his first goal straight into Necromano's hands. It's around the eventually stores. And then the second goal, he j- jumps over a sliding... Salt Lake defender who slides into his own teammate and then is free to run towards the box. It's important to also point out that this is Ramon Metnir's first assist for the Loons since June on Ethan Finley's goal. Metnir also was the one who made the hustling recovery that allowed for multiple RSL players to run into one another. Um, that was hilarious. Yeah. Metnir looked like he did in the early part of this season. Because he, he looked tired in Houston. Can I go back to that? That was probably his worst game of the year for Minnesota. Yeah. And it, this it was. was definitely one of his best. Yes. Vito also making an incredible save towards the end there that I saw. Uh, should mention a couple of embarrassing points. Number one, um, this is maybe potentially embarrassing. Darwin Quintero, after scoring, run, starts running back towards the middle of the pitch, then runs back to where Miguel Ibarra is standing, 20 yards out of his way, to give Miggy some acknowledgement. Like maybe the boy needs some uh, encouragement. They, um, from the Instagram, they were both in the gym yesterday morning, working out on their day off. Interesting. So... The two of them together, not separately. The yes. other other quick pieces that, you know, those protests I mentioned, Minnesota United said later to some reporters that one person had been ejected. That has been contested by, well, a lot of people who were all ejected out of this game. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, again, you can yeah, find a lot of info about that on Twitter, online, hashtag a United front, and you will find all the info you need about that. Um, and might I recommend the notebook column by E Pluribus Lunum written by some person that actually uh, did reporting on that. Oh, oh Nick, was that you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, go read Colin's stuff. If you aren't reading Colin's stuff on e you're a dumbass. So I'm just kind of going to assume that you oh, no, read that already. I, I'm not going to say that I know of dumbasses that read that piece, but... Caleb's I, dad reads it? Hey, hey, that is a call for only I can I, call him that. I, I said it. I heard only it. I can call him that. I heard that. it coming out of my mouth. And I was like, "That's not what I meant to imply. I just meant that you know we have these few people who 
what listen and watch and read our stuff when they're really nice so that's what i was trying to make a reference dad to i love you you're not a yeah, dumbass I'm sorry when i call you I'm sorry i didn't mean to okay. do that <laughs> <laughs> all right getting back to other games that happened in mls no. s- went our way Yes, yes, they did. Yes, they did. We are somehow currently in the home playoff spots. Third, yes. Third in the league. Uh, New York City FC, uh, though, ended up top of the Eastern Conference with a 2-1 win against San Jose. They also ended up at the top of the Nazis spotted in their stand standings because uh, several far-right figures were spotted uh, by intrepid Twitter personnel who took photos and put put it on there. Um, individuals who should have been banned a long time ago. They have clear associations with the far right. Um, some people the on- far right violent games. Yes, specifically. It's a little redundant, yeah. but I think we have to put that out there. They're not just yeah. One, one of the guys violent people at these games. One of the guys was stockpiling ammunition at one point. Um, yes. So yeah. you, you just gotta. Uh, you know, someone on Reddit was like, you know, I don't really care if. Uh, Nazis, they're not doing anything. What's the problem? Like, why shouldn't they be at games? And I, I just wanted to say, like, wait, when did we turn the corner to where we're okay with Nazis being, like, sitting next to me? I, I, I'm i not okay. Even if a Nazi is, like, not expressing his feelings, but he's sitting next to me at Allianz Field, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> like, I, I hate to say that I look exactly like the person that a Nazi would be probably much more comfortable with. I don't want that Nazi right next to me. Yeah. Like, when did it become, like, verboten to be like, I don't want horrible people who have abhorrent, violent views. I don't want them in the stadium. Like, somehow that's becoming, like, a bad thing. No, you know, like, they're not doing anything. He's a good Nazi, you know? Like, fuck you. That's Nazi moron. I don't want any Nazis to be comfortable any place that I am. Right. I want to be comfortable. I want to feel unwelcome. Like... And and this is, goes back to Don Garber's quote, which I'm sorry, guys. I'm just going to step on soapbox for like two seconds, where he's like, we can't profile people for their activities outside of the stadium, which is like, yo, listen, if someone shows you a photograph of some guy in Nazi attire which, or like at a far right violent rally, you should feel entirely comfortable being like, yo, you're the kind of individual we don't want in our stadium because we got values. You're breaking them. Bye. Am I am I completely crazy? No, with that? no, you're not. absolutely not. Which is why I'm voting you for commissioner of MLS. Yeah, I don't was, want that. Was that? Was that I had happened? to, I bro, I had to deal with enough crap this week that I didn't have any time to go to the game uh, this weekend. Uh, I had to do other things that are important in life, so I cannot be commissioner of MLS. I will never get anything done. Still voting for life. you. Okay, that's thanks. a great. That's a put power to the people who don't who don't want it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 I'll appoint Eric Vinal as my deputy commissioner. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Chicago for Teos. Chicago game, Well, the game itself, um, Keaton Parks, what is defending San Jose? Like, that That was just well, abysmal from them. Um, Alexander Mitritza continues to be on a huge tear. And San Jose is fading fast. It wasn't for Dallas's loss this week that it'd be probably feeling a lot worse about themselves than Portland's loss this week. Yeah. It, it's almost like running your ass off in Matias Almeida's system starts to wear on you. They need late a deeper the team. Season. They need should, more depth. Speaking of the man himself, I should mention that when they played RSL in midweek, Almeida was sitting in the stands and some guy sitting next to him took a photo of him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Apparently he kept on moving like further and further down because... Uh, he, he got taking people's seats because he, he didn't. Tickets. Yeah, like he had he had a ticket <laughs> for tickets. a club suite, and he was like, "Fuck this, I'm going in the stands." Which I can, I'm all down for. That yeah. dude is, that is, yeah, all right in my book. Yeah, Nick. Uh, Chicago played <laughs> FC Dallas, and uh, Chicago played. He he has tickets in the like club. Yeah, and he's yeah. been in the Wonder Wall twice. I'm just making a joke, guys. What thing gets so serious? I never catch him, man. I just, also, I just try like, to talk about a, Chicago beating FC Dallas. That's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. What's the hey, problem here? Speaking of stadiums that you can probably move down in without any repercussions. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Chicago. Uh, it's crazy what happens when you oust your deadbeat owner and replace him with a hedge fund billionaire. Hashtag Houtman is out as Joe Mansuero buys him out. Uh, Chicago also rumored to be playing at Soldier Field for the next three years announced at least. Yeah, to be playing this year. Uh, Chicago City or Parks and Rec? Yeah, Parks Department approved um, at least the 
the initial first terms right yes and it's rumored that it's going to be a three-year deal if i'm not mistaken which will be interesting to see yeah. where it, where things go after do we that. know if they're sort of looking at the name and logo change or are they um Mansuero came out i believe it was today or yesterday saying that it's a great name he had a bunch of praise for it's like yeah. praise for the chicago well, fire i understand name, so. change the name to the tv show that's the first thing that pops up when you search chicago fire but I love the name, man. It's pretty okay. cool. Yeah, man. like I yeah. don't want to take that take that away from them. Fine. Also, uh, Dick Wolf is an asshole. It's a lot of body parts in one name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Reggie Cannon uh, sent a ball back to the keeper. Um, Matt Hedges was very close to it, but decided not to do anything with it. And Elsa Pong, who got two goals in this game. I believe that's called a brace killer. Yeah, you're correct. Thank you. He's learning. Uh, Sapong intercepted the ball, rounded the keeper, and knocked it in for Chicago's first goal. Just went downhill from there. Frankowski scored 10 minutes later. Uh, Nikolic scored the fourth after Sapong got a second. And it was 4-0 by 48 minutes. <laughs> and then they did nothing. They what the, the f- fuck, Chicago? <laughs> they didn't score the second half at all. What losers. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Hey, Dallas, you tied the second half. You didn't feel good about that, I guess. Uh, let's talk about Atlanta versus Columbus. Uh, Caleb, very nicely, when we were recapping this game, decided to play the saxophone solo from Careless Whispers on loop. And I gotta say, this this video was better with that. I, I, I it, Hand to heart, I enjoyed it more. Because in this game, Atlanta go 1-0 up, some guy scores. And then... Um, <laughs> uh, Justin Martinez. Giacinho gets the equalizer. Uh, then they get a second goal. And then... The best goal of the entire game as uh, Miles Robinson. Beautiful shot. Well-placed. Gazan, no chance. Uh, No, no, no. Hold on. That was the second best goal of the game. The best goal of the game came shortly after into the side netting. By also some guy, Joseph Martinez. Yes, Joseph Martinez sends the ball just a little, little, little behind the net. So it kind of looks, you know, like... It's one of those goals you're like, oh, did it go in? Uh, turns out the Atlanta music guy doesn't listen to the answer to that question. Just goes like, it went in. Train horn goes off. Smoke is there. Capos start lifting flags. And it is just a gorgeous set of shots on the TV screen as kids are crying. People are tearing their hair out. Uh, families are torn apart. Um, people board train to be, trains uh, away from the stadium as refugees to another place. Wait, did that all just happen in my head? Okay. I yes. Think I did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. It, um, your head is a very dark place now. What is going on? Atlanta lost three one. That was great. I like it. You no, know, the funny thing part of the, about that little people on the screen here. Um, we didn't take any notes for that game. Not just read it, repeat it all by from memory. He's that enamored with Atlanta losses, and he yeah yeah. I was sitting on Twitter just so happy. I couldn't even watch this. I was so <laughs> happy. I was so happy. This, this really made my night. Anyway, we don't want, let's take a break here. I need to talk about this for a little bit more off the air. And could you please put your pants on during the break? It's a little unnerving. After you stop playing Careless Whispers. All right, gotcha. we'll be back soon. All right, welcome back. We are still talking about MLS, where Montreal played FC Cincinnati and got beat. What? Can we get the Bloc Québécois to try and get Montreal to secede from MLS? I mean, at this point, get smacked around seven goals uh, by Sporting Kansas City, get smacked by one goal, even one against from FC Cincinnati I mean, is too much. A Cincinnati one is a Kansas City seven. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At, at home, too. Montreal is playing at home. And that goal was... Within 30 seconds, like, Alan Cruz scored, Montreal touched the ball once, and it was a failed clearance. And then nothing happened. Nothing happened in the rest of the game, and it was terrible. Orlando played New England in Orlando, and this game ended 3-3 because we needed more goals this weekend. Yeah, after the Montreal-Cincinnati debacle. Uh, Fantastic finish by Tesho Akindele. Into his own net, which is away from the finish. So great finish. Yeah, like like second best own goal of the week. Miles Robinson's was beautiful though. Um, Nani equalizes. No, no, no. He scored a really great goal this time, and I don't want to like take away. You don't want to blow your load in the first one. No, I don't think so. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> blowing those Tristan Penis uh, started all with a moonshot <laughs> with a moonshot over uh, Brian Rowe. That is euphemism. Um, then Gustavo <laughs> Bo, uh, lead up the three one before halftime from a uh, shot outside the box, little p roller into the bottom corner. Great, he's been on a tear since coming to New England. I saw this game being tweeted Bo's out. Bay. And uh, saw 3-1 New England, and I was like, that sounds wrong. I wouldn't have predicted that at the beginning of the season. Turns out I was right at the beginning of the season because it didn't end like that. Don Dwyer getting this Orlando second. You wouldn't have predicted that. Uh, no, probably He's not. been pretty bad this year. He's yes. been abysmal this year. You'd love um, to see it. You'd love to see it. Yeah, but then... Um, he gets a brace, right, Nani? Is that what you call it when he gets two goals in a game? Yes. That's yes. Brace. yes. Well, okay. well, yeah. How would you describe his goal? That goal could be set to the anime soundtrack of uh, Fist of the North Star, and it would actually work because he does this, like, three moves on two defenders who are around him, which ends in a, in a cutback that he pulls the ball towards him and then knocks it straight into the net. It's beautiful. And when he's about to do that, when he, or when he just starts doing that pullback, you go like, Omaiwa mu shindairu. And then it goes, ching, in the shiny sound from anime. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, the defender goes, nani? And then he shoots the ball. Like, it would work. You could set that goal to that. And, it, um, and, and the fact that also, the Orlando staff haven't done this is a failing. Also, um, since we said on the podcast, don't steal that from us. We might do it later. Yeah, I should. I should you should probably do that. Yeah. Okay. yeah so since like, we said on the podcast, that's copywritten. We've done it. Yeah. Yeah. We Boom. own the Can't copyright to Fist of the Boom. North Star and MLS footage. Hashtag uh, what he said and Nani at the end of it. Okay. Philadelphia Union play LAFC. And LAFC, you know, they get Vela back. So, you know, things are going pretty well. Oh, no. Yeah. Four games out of the win, including this one. 1-1. One, one. And Philly scored first, even. Yeah, uh, just a teardrop header from Shabilko um, off of a third-minute cross from Fafa Pico. LAFC dominated this game. Vela ended up scoring one, kind of potentially an own goal, given the way that it bounced off of the defender. But let's just be honest about it. Like it, They were probably the better team away from home against one of the best teams in the East. The fact that they didn't win... I'm not as concerned about it as you guys might be. Yeah. Uh, let's go talk about Vancouver playing Houston. Uh, by the way, LA has a freaking huge goal differential. But yeah. I just, yeah. I just, I just they they at, really do. I was trying to understand, like, what happened between last year and this year? Like, did we compress? Did teams get better? What happened? And then I was like, whoa, look at that goal differential. Huge from LA. Anyway, Vancouver hosted Houston. Vancouver getting the 2-1 win. Quite rare. Still at the bottom of the table. Uh, in in the West, Vancouver. Mora Minotas, I feel bad for him for the very weird penalty that was called against him. Free kick went into him jumping on the wall, and the way that his arm went up as he was jumping led to him trapping the ball between his arm and his torso. Which is a handball. It's a handball. It's a really sad, terrible way to get a handball. Yeah. Wangenbaum scores from the spot. Uh, the penalty runs into the crowd, eats some popcorn. Manota scores off a rebound. Later, uh, McMath buried a very long shot, but not very well. Yeah, great shot uh, from a distance by Miner for Daroa. Um, kind of knocked lean in, fooled Jack McMath, the McMath lead. He'd have a, a great save in stoppage time, though. And in stoppage time, before that great save, Freddie Montero scored the, for the game winner yeah. for uh, Houston by Medellin. Their goalkeeper, Tyler Derrick. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I think it was Joe Willis. Oh, okay. Congressman Joe Willis. Portland played DC in uh, Providence Park. Uh, got beat 1 0. No, uh, they got beat 2 0. Yeah, but one of those one goals. Parentheses you two. Couldn't, no goal line technology in MLS. So Even though there's a camera right on the goal line for ESPN when yes. that was the ESPN game. Yeah. Right. Um, somebody actually did some analysis on that image, and they believe that the. Uh, goal that was cleared out by Eric Williamson crossed the line somewhere between one thirty second of an inch and one and a quarter inches. Okay, uh, the the only goal in this game was an own goal by Bill Toluma. Toronto, we mentioned that they were going to have a good week. Well, here it is. They beat Colorado three two, the best team in MLS, going to Toronto and getting beat. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, yeah, right. absolutely. 
Uh, top of the table, Colorado, at least in the past few weeks. 3-2 uh, <laughs> <laughs> the score to Toronto. Tsubasa Endo got the first one for TFC. Uh, Alexei Lalas Abubakar uh, then dragged down Altidor uh, in the box uh, with his facts and logic. Because Alexei Lalas, you know, he's like, yeah, here's some logic and some facts. Here it is. You're screwed. Right? Like, he's, I mean, he's MLS's Ben Shapiro at this point. Pretty much, you know, those, you know those memes with uh, Turning Point USA where they have some, like, really smug-looking people, and it's like, dear liberals. I refuse to learn who you, that is. You I... participate in society, and yet you have problems with some things in society. <laughs> Checkmate. I refuse to learn who Ben Shapiro is. Am I saying that right? Shapiro? Uh, to me, he's just a faceless, small little man who's angry all the time. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, oh. He he does have like a mouth and facial features. Oh, weird. Okay, it's it, it is kind of strange. Um, Pozuelo Pozuelo scores. Pozuelo Penencas to get that penalty. Pozuelenkas. There we That's go. A little bit of a reach, um, but okay. Our Lord and Savior Sam Nicholson um, <laughs> assists. <laughs> what the? F- I was having what? fun taking notes for this Keegan game. Dingleberry. <laughs> King Rosemary scores a goal for the first goal for Colorado. <laughs> Quinton Westberg then brings down Sam Nicholson inside the box. Uh, but he, the keeper redeems himself with a diving save on K. Kamara's penalty. You don't see Kamara missing too often or, well, failing to score. Yeah, um, it was a bad PK. Uh, Sam Nicholson then sent in a long um, uh, uh, shot. Let's go with that. It, yeah. it was apparently a shot. He yeah. did a Benny yeah. Harbor. He could yeah. have been doing All that for hail us. Sam Nicholson. He could have been yeah. doing All that for Minnesota. Man. Our Lord and he promised be, uh, Savior. Storing once every thousand and so minutes. And but that from one outside time. The box, and so it's just that much straighter. That one time He's he did score from outside best. the box, though. He meant to, like, this time. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he... I mean, he tried to. I mean, he didn't try in this one, but he, every time he scored from outside the box from Minnesota, he was trying to. Just He tried. He just tried a lot and didn't work out very often. Well, a score... Still cheaper than Robin Lud. Jonathan Soria <laughs> scored in the 70th for the winner. Josie Altador hit the Alta bar in the 88th. Could yeah, have been... Man toes in that. Yes, in indeed. Notes. Seattle with a 4-2 win over the Red Bulls. Uh, notable for the Emerald City supporters uh, walking out in protest of MLS's ban, leaving just two people waving flags. Apparently, one of their capos had a iron front display of some sort. The Seattle front office asked police to remove the capo, and that's how the ECS walked out. Seattle won this game 4-2 still, and... Um, are in second now above the loons. That that last game in Seattle just just gets more and more important for Minnesota. And I'm not. I don't know if I trust Nick to cheer for the right team. I don't know. <laughs> about going to the game. I don't know where he'll be. Which, I'm going to be with which him. Which side so are you I, on? I, 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 Whose side I'll, are you on, Nick? I'll bring back huh? a report. I'll bring back a report. I'll keep an eye. I'll be our counterintelligence. Okay. We um a lot of stuff happened this game, but one of the things I want to point out: Jordan Morris's. Is it his? Redemption, comeback, what do you want to call it? Like he's been doing I mean, well again. Come back from injury. Yeah. Is fair. Yeah, he's he's finally healthy again. He's he had a year of development that was stalled. And right. you know, we forget that he's still a fairly young player coming into his prime. So he scores, he has an assist as well. And uh, should also mention that there was a scuffle between Ladero and the Red Bulls players after the final whistle. Uh, let's also now talk about the final game of this week, LA Galaxy going up against Sporting Kansas City. Kansas City, after this game, as helpfully pointed out in my notes by one of you, are now the only team in MLS history to be on both sides of a seven-goal result in the same season. Remember when I said we would talk about Montreal getting beaten 7 Nil by uh, or not a nil seven one seven give one. them credit not by by, the by SKC of credit so yeah we're gonna talk about that now because SKC got beat seven two by LA um Kansas City up in the scoring of this game too yeah they were up they were up in this game one nothing then they allowed seven goals I, six I, of which came in the second half I believe I went to bed at halftime because it was a West Coast game late at night on the Sunday and it was one one. And then I woke up and was like, what the fuck happens? What? And Zlatan happened. Yeah. And Joe Corona happened. And Christian Pavone happened. And it's just like... Sebastian Legit, yeah. Uriel Antuna, 
a lot of a lot of people getting getting their uh, really SJC's in. defense happened. And yeah, like, really, true. maybe yeah. Should, they should have paid Agopara. But thank you. Yeah, thank you for not. Thank, yeah. thank you for not doing that. Hey, one Andre Fontes worth a million dollars. We are running way over in this episode already. So sorry, lower leagues. We are gonna have to compress your info into one report from Phoenix versus the LA Galaxy two, which ended in controversial fashion with a scoreline of four one. The game was officially abandoned after some incidents where objects were thrown onto the field. Initial reports suggested that the Lostos goalkeeper got hit in the face with a beer can. He was actually under medical care for a ball that hit him in the nose when someone threw a beer over him. That led referees to at least be concerned about things. More incidents happened, including somebody from the uh, Phoenix Rising supporters section uh, lobbing a beer onto the field, and promptly the referee pulled the teams off of the field, and the game was abandoned. However, because Phoenix was already up 4-1, they will still... It was because it was after, the, I believe, the 70th or the 75th, one of the two. It's If it's after that point in the game, the referees have the choice of letting the results stand. So that's that's why Phoenix Rising was handed the 4-1 win, and uh, they got their twen- they, they got their 20th game unbeaten streak uh, in controversial fashion. So it's uh, it's kind of... You know, it's a huge milestone for Phoenix Rising to get to 20 games unbeaten, but to do it like this is kind of shameful. And it's still no Antigua Barracudas losing 26 in a row? Yeah, no, it's really not. Definitely not. That team wasn't literally run by fish. It was the Seagulls. Uh, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) NPSL did some stuff and nobody noticed. So, okay, Um, let's move on. Uh, Should mention... There's, I didn't know that the USA was going to play Canada soon. That's going to happen. Yeah. 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 Okay. So let's uh, let's move into a segment we call, they call it football. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. They might have come up with the word, but the English don't call it soccer. And in this segment, we talk about football from the United Kingdom. First up, Liverpool yeah. beat Newcastle 3-1. Really quick, go really quick through, through these uh, stores. If you have any comments about them, please just chime in. Uh, as you said, Liverpool 3, Newcastle 1, uh, Jethro Willems... Said to him, great strike for Newcastle's first, but then the three-headed Hydra that is Salah, Mane, and Firmino just took over. And then we have the Fast and Furious Derby. Does bah versus brrrr. Because they're going fast, uh, accelerating. I thought, uh, of this, I thought of this one was really tired. So, Brighton Hove Albion tie, Burnley 1-1. Manchester uh, United play Leicester City 1-0 the score to United who win what what yeah. Sheffield United lose 1-0 to Southampton Tottenham 4 over Crystal Palace Boo. who have nil and then Wolves 2 Chelsea 5 Tim Abraham just a hat-trick and an own goal because dude just loves a store Indeed. Frank Lampard Emma, uh, Premier League coach of the year uh, Norwich though beat Manchester City 3-2 excellent video posted by Norwich's social media team about their uh Passing game in this uh, in this match and beating Manchester City's press. If you ever seen your team, for example, in Minnesota, getting pressed off the field and being like, how do you beat this? Watch Norwich's tiki-taka play from this match. It's, it's incredible. Beautiful. Um, it is fantastic. Norwich had nine players out either to injury or just other reasons. Uh, Todd Cantwell, Academy Product, scored the second goal. Timo Puti, who already has tied their record for most Premier League goals by a Norwich player, in what five games had his seventh goal of the year. Um, just a great win. Probably the result of the year so far. Maybe the result of the season if we did to the end of it. Uh, Bournemouth three, Everton one, uh, Watford two, Arsenal two. Arsenal up two nil at half. Aubameyang had a brace, and then every that, wait, sing- wait 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 that's two goals right? It is two goals. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> then every single one of Arsenal's defensive insecurities came to roost in the second half, including Socrates having the first complete terrible howler on a uh, goal kick into the own box and just lazily being unable to get it out, and David Luiz with a very lazy conceded PK. Watford should have won this game. Decore Watford absolutely should have a, won this game. Uh, a chance, one-on-one the goalkeeper late, ball came into him on a low cross, and he just 
I mean, credit to Burn Leno, it's such a great save by him. But if he placed it anywhere else, it was in the net for Watford when their first of the year it would have been. Uh, Aston Villa, nil. Wham. Nil. The only wham that was going on was Anwar El Ghazi and Tyrone Mings getting into a fight on the field, which is weird because they are on the same team. Let's now move into a segment that we call They Don't Call It Soccer, in brackets, some do though, where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about already. Um, I'm going to propose something to you guys that I haven't cleared with you first, but um, in light of the fact that Kaliri has, that Serie A again mentioned that Kaliri has got off without any problems, and another team uh, claimed that there weren't going to be any consequences for... Uh, monkey chance that came out at their game i forget who it was but they basically the social media team and said oh i'm sorry we were excited those were just normal whistles we didn't hear anything i'm not gonna cover seria anymore on this podcast i'd like you guys to join me in that but i love that idea i yeah. I'm, I'm just done like i i'm sorry yeah you, you I, no i finished with seria so uh let's just move on to bundesliga uh but where dortmund beat leverkusen four nil this week um which was excellent for them because Red, Red Bull Leipzig managed away with Rosen Ball Sport Leipzig tied Bayern 1 1. That puts both Leipzig and Dortmund uh, at the top of the table. Leipzig in first place with 10 points, Dortmund in second with nine. Freiburg tying Dortmund with nine on third, with Bayern finally rounding out in fourth spot. Pretty soon, I could be happy to know that Wolfsburg is in fifth. They're so. doing it. Um, La Liga news, Barcelona 5-2 victory over Valencia, including Ansu Fati, a 16-year-old, scoring in the second with a uh, assist from Frankie de Jong. And then de Jong scored in the seventh with an assist from Fati. Isn't that nice? That is very nice. It's in- freaking incredible. I don't know what you guys were doing at 16. I wasn't playing for Barcelona. Uh, Villarreal fired their coach, um, Marcelino, who won them the Copa del Rey last year. Um, he says it's because the board wanted to didn't want him to prioritize that competition, and he, they won it. But who knows? Seems like a bad seems like a bad move to do five three games in the season, four games in the season. It's like Valencia doesn't know what to do with him. Villarreal or yeah, oh they're, they're both v yeah. Yeah, towns yeah. in Spain. They're the same. Yeah, uh, La Liga table right now looks very strange. Sevilla in first, Atletico Madrid in second, Real Madrid in third, Atletico Bilbao in fourth, and then Barcelona in fifth. Yeah, Atleti uh, lost to Sociedad uh, this past week to nothing. Gasp. Liga, PSG played Strasbourg. Uh, 1-0 win for PSG. Fans are booing Neymar. He's back. Sasha jumped into our notes to put in brackets. Good from him, so I'll I'd mention that. Mm, yeah, mm, whatever. I don't okay. care. It's not my yeah. problem. They're going to win the lead anyway. Neymar came out and said that every home game for him is basically going to be an away game because of how much everyone hates yeah, him. Yeah, because he's been kind of a shitbird the entire time he's been in Paris. Right. He's been good, but he's been a shitbird. He did, yeah. in his comeback game, score a bicycle kick goal. So there's that. Yeah. That's pretty but, good. Oh, damn it. Yeah. All right, let's... um. Oh, I forgot one more bit of Serie A news. There's a regional TV channel where a guy made an incredible racist comment about Romelu Lukaku. So let's, uh, that also happened. Yeah. Anyway. Fuck Serie A. Yeah. Champions League. Let's talk about that real quick. There were some games today. Uh, Remarkably anticlimactic game between Dortmund and Barca. Nil-nil. Was noted, at least, Lionel Messi is back from injury. Um, Ajax took out... Uh, full-page ads in newspapers around the world and managed to beat Lille 3-0 in their first game. I don't know if that's very impressive since Lille just out of the Champions League and then all their players, best players, were sold to teams abroad. Yes. Right, right. And uh, really, it's still a good result for Ajax, obviously. I wonder yeah. why you'd be downplaying the first game of the Champions League. It doesn't League. really matter. Yeah, it's... like it's not very important, is it? Uh, Napoli <laughs> played Liverpool and uh, won 2-0. What happened, Caleb? Um... We lost. Okay, that's all you want to say on the <laughs> yeah, That's all I got. That, uh, <laughs> Who still has the trophy? We do. We have six. Yeah. Oh, Sorry Napoli. <laughs> yeah. And your shit lead. Anyway, yeah. uh, Red Bull Salzburg and Red Bull Leipzig, I think, won this. Both yep. won. I think, I don't remember, uh, some Irish journalist posted something about how they're both winning and re- the streets of Red Bull will be running with uh, fans tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. It is. I worth, don't remember the name. It's worth at least mentioning that um, Salzburg's is 6-2 victory. 
uh, was Jesse Marsh's first game in charge in the Champions League. The first, first American coach yes, in the Champions indeed. League, and they passed his test by flying colors. USA, USA, USA. Benfica, we mentioned, was beaten by RB Leipzig 2-1. And yeah, that was about it for this match day. Uh, let's see what happens soon with the others. Uh, by the way, those Red Bull Leipzig kits, the third <laughs> kit, have you all seen them? Oh, they are awesome. Yeah, sick. Like basically like a raindroppy kind of pattern. It is beautiful. If you haven't gone and seen this, go check it out. If I hadn't spent enough money on freaking soccer jerseys that weren't Minnesota United this year, I would be buying this kit. In a few years, I'll be buying it from classic football shirts. Let's just put nice. it that way. Let's now move into a segment that we call Confessions. Where Colin confesses all he knows and you should forget. So, we have hit the point in the season where people start looking into uh, some strange areas for transfer rumors. Um, In Minnesota United's case, uh, this has included the real estate listings uh, where people pilloried a realtor's listing of Miguel Ibarra's condo. Because they were concerned that he was going to be leaving Minnesota United at the end of the year. We all kind of laughed this off. Then, just breaking tonight, guess who else has a house on the market? Darwin Quintero. (laughs) This is real. This happened at 8 p.m. tonight. It it did indeed. We recorded on the 17th. Yes, yes, it happened. Same realtor. Um, I, I I don't believe it is. Was it Chris Lindell? Is he gonna get a guaranteed offer? Those jokes have been made multiple times on Twitter. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I regret to inform you. However, because there are multiple sales going on, we have to investigate whether or not there is anything behind this. And for Loons fans. I'm going to make you very worried for a second and regretfully inform you that, yes, there is something going on here. However, it is not necessarily what you think. That is right. These guys do know something about the future, but it is not, I repeat, not about their Minnesota United futures. Rather, they know something about the future of the housing market. In fact, these players have been given very, very smart tips from people in the Minneapolis Federal Reserve, which just so happens to be very, very close to Miguel Ibarra's condo that he is selling, that rates are going to be skyrocketing very, very soon, which is going to dramatically depress the market for buyers Knowing already that housing prices are starting to get out of control, these guys realize if they are going to get any sort of return on their investment, they have to sell now. It is worth renting an equally fantastic place. The question, though, is who is it that is tipping these guys off? Is it just some rogue person in the Minneapolis Fed Somebody that's fed up with having to print all that money all the time? Or is it somebody possibly even closer who's even under more scrutiny by other officials? Does it go all the way up to Jay Powell? Is he leaking (laughs) information to further destabilize everyone's consumer confidence in the state of Minnesota? Knowing that Darwin Quintero, Miguel Ibarra, Maybe they're going to leave. Everybody panics. Everybody moves all of their money out of banks. Suddenly, nothing is liquid anymore. Suddenly, capital dries up. Who do you think on the Minnesota United roster is the prepper of the group? Like, who's whose ranch are they going to go and hold up when uh, Brent the collapse? Yeah, it's Brent. Brent Tallman. It's, like, Brent. it's not even a question. It's Brent Tallman. Yeah. All that hair that he grows out, he's just saving it as like, stuffing for his goats he like i mean he it out, has been he, he has been rocking the short hair recently right we right. should we should note that oh, okay all right. but he, he says the tom uh tom Union woodbury it's really close and, and like 
half hour. But you got to get away from the population centers into obscure areas where they'll be. Yeah, no Woodbury. <laughs> Have you ever been out there? Jesus, like I mean, I drove through it a bunch, but never yeah, stopped like, anywhere. There's a reason that I don't go to Alamo Draft House every weekend. Holy fuck! With that, it's time for there's us to tell the good people there. where they can find us on Twitter. I'm at Jalson seven one six. Also, uh, Complete Darkness 2018 is out. Midfield, uh, no bylinepress.org. Buy it. It's it's I. I'm really proud of what I did for that. So don't give me the word lead notch. We don't have to tell people to buy. We can just keep repeating the fact that you've written in there. Well, like, <laughs> if you want I, to, you can buy it at bylinepress.org. You don't have to buy it, but if you want to, you know. I think you've given you out like wanna. four different websites no, for that. Been, I'm pretty sure it's bylinepress.org. Okay. Uh, you can find me at the attachment. Uh, you can find my email address somewhere, certain officials. And you can find my writing over at e pluribus. Lunum. You can find me at LockstockSpock on Twitter. You can find two United fans at two United fans. You can find Nick Rodriguez, our editor. Oh, oh, what's his name now? <laughs> it's still his Twitter name. You can he find did not, Nick. He did not Twitter squat on Nick Moore. Uh, you can find our editor, Nick Moore, at Nick Rodriguez on Twitter. It's like two United fans. <laughs> it <more>. doesn't change, <laughs> despite the fact that it probably should. <laughs> Tell your friends to listen to We Call It Soccer. You can subscribe to our pod on fine podcast providers everywhere. With that, we bid you adieu for another seven days. Take it easy, everyone. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay.